Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour Podcast, brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Everybody, we are addressing another audience question on today's episode. So if you want your question answered, then you need to send us your question because we don't know what it is until you tell us. So you can post something in our big Facebook group. And if you're not inside there, you can head there to join. It's totally free, bossproject.com slash community. Or you can DM us straight on Instagram at Boss Project. We love to hear your ideas, what strategies you want us to break down, what behind the scenes that you want to hear about, or just topic you want us to like share our opinion on because you know, we have lots of opinions. So today we're answering Celine's question from our community. And she was asking, I'd love to hear about how you two keep communication clear deal fairly with different amount of inputs into the company based on personal priorities or situations and how you keep that partnership strong and working. (laughs) And we've talked about this a little bit before in various aspects where we've talked about like how our partnership legally works and how it, you know, has changed over the years and how it started and our thoughts on whether you should have a partnership and even breaking down our team at various stages of business. So I think like we're fine time for an update on how all of this works. Yeah. So for any of those, I would just suggest going and scrolling through our older episodes. Or if you're looking for a specific topic, you can go to bossproject.com and there's a little search bar at the top and you could just search partnership or whatever, and you should get quite a few different results. But specifically in terms of communication, I think it's important to talk about One, I will put the disclaimer, as we always do anytime we talk about partnerships, that I don't suggest it (laughs) for for anyone. And we've seen again and again and again, partnerships dissolve. And it's been sad, you know, as a partnership ourselves, like every time another one goes away, people will ask us, are you guys good? (laughs) And the answer for me is always, yep. 
I wouldn't go out into the world seeking that. But in in terms of just like working with other people or perhaps you develop a team over time, like how do you just keep communication straight when there's just more cooks in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think like, you know, when people are asking, how do you keep communication clear, especially when there's, you know, two CEOs, there's two co-founders, like two people who have the exact same rank, the exact same pull on the entire team. How does that work when there's two people? And I think a lot of people's curiosity comes from, you know, they're not sure how it'd work for them and how they would kind of deal with conflict or sharing that really important role that typically just goes to one person. It's kind of hard to imagine what that might look like if you don't have it. And with one of the main reasons why we suggest other people not go into partnership is because truthfully, it's it's that right there. It's impossible for us to explain how it works like it does here because it's worked so smoothly from literally day one. And I don't say that to just be like Bragtown. And I don't say that to say that we haven't had our disagreements and small conflict or whatever, but we have been very, very lucky truly to have such great communication skills over the years. And the fact that there are two head honchos here has honestly never, ever been a problem. And truly, I think has been nothing but a benefit for the entire time. So I think that like, if you're coming from a space of, I don't even know how I could share that role or that responsibility, or who would you come to for this instance, then something like this definitely isn't for you. But that doesn't mean that even if you don't have a co-founder or you know, partner or whatever, that you might not eventually have a team and VAs and people that you have to communicate with. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the strategies that we've put in place and where we've learned them. You know that I'm going to mention my favorite book of all time, Traction, and a new software actually that we're using here within our team. So I think the thing you have to define in your own business is what the culture for communication looks like. I think every business is going to be different. And just the nature of running specifically for us, an online business, it just it just changes the dynamic. I know mm-hmm. my communication style was was totally different when I worked in a corporate setting. And it was totally different when I worked in an agency. And it was totally different when I worked in a startup because each of those community cultures is different and they all require Mm -hmm. different things from you and you have to show up in a different way. So while email may have been my best friend in my corporate days for communication and using our project management system, the moment I was thrown into a startup world, I had to get people in a room. Like my best form of communication was having a face-to-face conversation because the, the world just moved so much faster in that environment. So I think specifically for us, we're working remotely with everyone, even Mm -hmm. ourselves, which seems (laughs) you guys might think is goofy, but we only live 25 minutes apart and I could be at her house whenever, but everyone else is remote. And so we continue to just communicate remotely 98% of the time. Yeah. Do we occasionally go to coffee or have a planning meeting in person? Absolutely. But primarily communication happens virtually. And when you're doing that sort of communication, 
there's certain things that you have to learn about your team in order to do it effectively. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is just understanding how people best learn. Some of your team may perform the best by having a video conversation so they can see you, hear you, ask you questions in the moment, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Some of you will be great with listening. And so like an audio message might be perfect. And some people need the details and they need to see it written out. And so kind of knowing how your team works best, but also knowing that you have to be flexible based on the kinds of projects or tasks that you're working on together. Because I couldn't say that we use any single one. We use all of them and for Mm -hmm. different situations. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, okay, well, how do you know if that's how your team wants to communicate? I think there are are really two steps to that process. One, I value more than the other one. They're both very important, but I think one comes first. And the first one being, how is it going to work best for you? Not your team, but for you. How do you get out communication? What is the fastest? What is the easiest way for you as the boss to get your thoughts out, get things organized, get things delegated, whatever it may be, you have to determine that first. And then the second tier of that is, okay, now within each project or task or team member or delegation, how can I customize it to be best understood for that person? So for instance, right, we use the journey of our software usage with organization and project management here within our company has been for the longest time relied solely on Trello. And you guys know we love Trello so much so that we have a a program called Trello for Business that you can find. And it's amazing. (laughs) And you guys should get it if you haven't gotten it yet. What's the URL for that, Abby? Trelloforbusiness.com. Love it. So go grab that. If you don't have a project management system for your business, that's truly, truly what we have relied on for many, many years to organize a lot of just a lot of stuff in our business. And when you go through that program, you get truly a behind the scenes look over the shoulder look on how we structure and organize it for our business. So you'll understand what I mean. But as our team grew, we needed to kind of add on other aspects of that. And so a lot of the stuff is housed in Trello. And then we needed day to day communications. And so we introduced Slack, what probably a year ago? Yeah, I think so. Foundation of our um, operations manager. She's amazing, which has been super, super helpful for just like one-off conversations, updates on projects, whatever. But then even within Slack, there are times where we might, you know, upload a Loom video showing how to do something or record a Voxer audio message and we'll copy and paste that link into Slack so someone can listen to it. And so identify what the main hub of communication is going to be in your company based on what you want to use and how you want to use it. It might be a Slack channel. It might be Trello. It might be Facebook. It might be anything, right? There are so many systems out there for you. But then understand that you might be using other tools within that system to really like communicate your point. Right. So Slack has been great for having the the conversation element around a project. So you can totally comment and leave messages in Trello. We were just finding notifications were getting a little cumbersome and it was hard for people to react quickly enough, mm-hmm. at least for us. And so that's definitely why we introduced Slack. And it did for a long time become 
and probably still remains our primary like communication tool. Oh, yeah. Whereas like our project management is still happening in a project management software. Yeah. And so we have relied on it to talk and communicate with every aspect of our team. And in terms of like, what are the other things we're utilizing to add on to that? In terms of audio memos or voice messages, we use Voxer. Mm-hmm. And you can create channels similar to a channel in Slack, but it's all audio message in that program that it's just an app. You can also log in on your desktop, but it's not a standalone app necessarily on your computer. Right. But you can also copy and paste those messages into another program like Trello or Slack. And then Loom, which she mentioned, is a great tool to screen share. So while you could totally record a video of yourself... I would say the primary tool for that is demonstration. So if you need to walk someone through a process, especially if it's obviously done on a computer, then you can easily take that shot. And then it's just there automatically. We used to use QuickTime for this feature, but this is a lot faster because there's no upload time. With QuickTime, you used to have to do the screen recording, stop it, save it, upload it, find the Dropbox link, send it to someone. It was just a long process for like what may be a 30-second explanation. Right. But with this, it's like literally immediate. I have no idea how they can afford to make this service free, but it's incredible. (laughs) Because they're literally all saved in the cloud. And so I also don't understand that either. (laughs) I know. It doesn't make sense, but it's great. It's also been a great tool for training. So we will utilize Loom to like we said, create those training videos and then store them in a place like Trello, Mm -hmm. where it's like, this is the topic, this is how you do X, Y, Z. And then once we've delegated it, if they make any changes to the process, they would be the person to update the video. Right. Yeah. Can you talk about that for a second on how we decided to do training within? Yes. So I think a lot of people talk about having, you know, very strict processes and checklists and this, that, and the other. And although those can be amazing, oftentimes they will become outdated by the time you finish creating them. And that can be really frustrating for a team that's trying to just move and get things accomplished. Mm -hmm. And so we basically adopted a no process policy in a way (laughs) where there is a process in which we do something, but the person in charge of that task is the person in charge of creating the process. And when they train someone, they're the person required to teach the new person. But we utilize video as the training tool so that it can be replicated in the future. Or if someone else needs to jump in, they have access to that training. And I can't remember. Do you remember what book talked more about this? Let me check my shelf. I I know which one you're talking about. It. Let me go grab. Let me go look in here real quick. Because I think one of the problems that I've seen is that sometimes people have such detailed processes that it's actually slowing your team down. But I do think checklists can be vital for things that do have a lot of moving parts and pieces. So we definitely utilize checklists still for 
setting up webinars and setting up launching. I don't launches. know if spacing on that book or where it is, but it was something after that. Anyway, it'll come to me later and I'll mention it, but I think it was um, one of our book club books. It was. I just don't remember which one. Yeah, but that was super helpful because when we were reading that book and specifically that part, it kind of lifted a huge weight on my shoulders about how we've both done this, but like beat ourselves up about like our lack of organized processes, right? And I feel like we need to have this big document or this big folder. And everyone talks about like, get the blueprint and the manual of how your business works and yada, yada. And we've tried and failed so many times to start that, organize it, update it, keep it accessible, like make it all make sense. And I realized like in reading that, a, that's just not how our brains worked. Like it just didn't work for us that way. But the, one of the re- main reasons why is because every time we would finally finish a process, it would be different the next time we needed to do it. So it constantly felt like it wasn't done and it wasn't actually being helpful. And so when we heard that way of like, oh, literally as soon as you offload the task, that person then is responsible for updating the training on that because it is going to be evolving forever. And so I think my point being, whether it's with that or any other piece of your business, if the standard way of how everyone is suggesting you do it doesn't work, like you don't have to conform to that. Just because you don't have something as beautifully organized as someone else, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you and find a different way. Yeah. So the book was actually Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. He also wrote Profit First, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. I really liked this book. It got me thinking about a lot of aspects of my business. I think this honestly makes sense for people that do have, I would say, at least a team of four or five or more. Mm -hmm. I think less than that, it's going to be monotonous and unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But in addition to training, we obviously have decision-making type of communication that needs to happen. And so like, how does that go down? I think one of the things that's helped us the most, which is why Emily is going to bring up traction here in about 30 seconds, (laughs) is that we had to be really clear on what our roles were. Mm -hmm. And when it's your role, you get to make the decision with the exception of the integrator gets veto power, Mm -hmm. which sounds odd in our scenario because we're both CEO, Mm -hmm. but as integrator, I could veto Emily. Right. And you guys have to know that in any situation, you can't always have a tie. (laughs) Like that doesn't work. Decisions don't get made. Stuff doesn't get, you know, moved forward. And so there always has to be someone who's like, yes or no. And so there's a secondary book to traction and I'll pull up Amazon to see if I can get the name of that. That was rocket fuel, rocket fuel. Thank you. It was equally It wasn't equally amazing. Traction literally changed my life. Rocket Fuel just gave a little bit of clarity on those specific visionary and integrator roles. And even if you don't have a partner, you will typically fall into one of those categories more so than the other. And when you start a business, what you'll learn, and especially through that book, it's explained really well, 
that you have to be both of those roles for a long time. And a lot of us, you know, if we are truly just wanting a really tiny business, a well-run, you know, machine, we might be both of those roles forever. And that's totally fine. But for some of us, we might bring on an operations manager or a VA or, you know, an assistant of some kind and realize that, oh, that person, or now I see that I have a hole that needs filled in either the visionary aspect or the integrator. And I believe it just in this industry, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but in the creative like business world, I think a lot of us are visionaries and we have that integrator aspect because we need to rely on those things to start our business and get it off the ground. That doesn't mean that we're good at integrator tasks or really like doing them. I do feel like a lot of creatives are more so visionaries than integrators. And so what I think happens is that as soon as a creative business owner can afford or you know it makes sense for them to bring on someone to their team, I truly think that bringing on an integrator role is one of the smartest decisions you can make. That person is your checks and balance system. They bring you down from the clouds. They get you focused. They poke holes in your ideas in all the best ways. And I think that they, that role when served really well, keeps you focused and on track and in a more realistic aspect than what you might be on your own. And that's what Abby serves as me or for me and in this business. And so that's why she gets veto power on every decision because she lives more in that logical, but here are the numbers, here are past results, here's what's expected, here's what we need, you know, math, (laughs) basically. And I can bring ideas to the table and she's going to say, okay, well, if we do that, here's how it's going to play out. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I will say as a caveat in terms of hiring out this role, I have seen friends decide in their minds that they can only ever be the visionary Mm -hmm. and that they must hire an integrator or they are going to fail or they cannot scale. Not true. And that's not true. And if you get into that trap... The problem with that potential is that you bring in the wrong person and they can tear your business apart. Yep. I've seen that happen. It's sad and it's, Mm -hmm. oh, it just like makes me want to shake people sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you do have to remain, especially if this is not like a, like a very calculated decision, like if you're just hiring someone even part-time to try to fill this role, you have to still remain in charge because it's your business. So I have the same vested interest in the business succeeding. Yeah. Whereas hiring someone, depending on how you're paying them, mm-hmm. they may not. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're going to go and try to destroy your business. That's no. not what I'm suggesting. But they could lead you astray and go down a path that you weren't hoping for or yep. that isn't a good fit for your business. So just be careful in that kind of pursuit. Yep. But what I think that has meant for our business in terms of communication and making decisions is before Emily and I spent a lot of time talking and discussing the same thing and we would work on the same projects often serving the same roles, which was, I mean, if you think for like five seconds, that's a giant waste of time. And so we had to delegate responsibility. So there's still some vision casting that happens together because I still own half the business, but I have shifted more into a role of taking the vision of where we want to go and figuring out a path on how we can get there. Mm-hmm. and. What does the day-to-day look like? What does our next two weeks look like? What do we need to be focusing on today? 
as a team, as individuals to get us to where we want to go. And sometimes that means pivoting quickly. And sometimes I do have to ask for help in making decisions. But ultimately, what usually ends up happening is Emily and I will discuss it. And then based on her feedback, I will still make the final decision. Mm -hmm. But I at least hear what she thinks or has to say about it. For sure. So I think that goes into our next kind of addition to how we work around here. And we've introduced a new software that we use um, at the recommendation of a couple of our friends. As we've grown and added on not only more team members, but like team members who truly hold like a really important role and decision making. And we've learned a lot through reading and trial and error, how to hand over responsibility for a task to another team member. And trust me, side note, when you unlock that skill, not saying we have it mastered, but like, I think that's life changing. (laughs) That has been really, really helpful in our process with our team. But because of that, When you have more team members who hold responsibility for the results of a a project or a task or a decision, they kind of need their own space to manage that project. And you might need to see where they're at without hovering so someone else can come in and play their role in finishing that project. And so I think when you come to having a team of more than five people, some stuff can get lost and processes or projects can get kind of held up. And you need a system that is kind of automatic in the sense of like, if I need to come in and do this part of the project, before this person can even do their part of the project, they need to know when Emily is going to do that, when it's due, and then they need to be alerted to when it's their time to step in. When you have those kind of situations in your business, I think the software that we started using can be really helpful. Right. So before I tell you what it is, and before you go try to change your whole life with it, I'm going to say it one more time for clarity's sake. I would venture to guess that 90% of you listening need to stick with something like Trello that's simple, that's easy to navigate, that is easy to organize, and you know where everything is because you're in control. Mm -hmm. This program is way more robust, and it's really, really meant for people with a growing team. And when I say growing team, I mean teams in which a project touches multiple people. If you're still at a point where one team member is working on one project and they're kind of the only one touching it, then you don't need this. So we have moved a lot of our project management to ClickUp. And it looks very similar to Trello in a lot of ways. There's just some extra features that have made it a benefit to our team. One being time tracking, two being the if this, then that kind of feature where we can say, if Emily's not done, then this person isn't even assigned this task yet. More due dates where like you could assign subtasks within a task specific dates that need finished. Um, so that way you're not like to the day before and the thing that needed to happen two weeks ago to make this task happen doesn't get skipped. Which happened a lot for us. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't anyone's fault but ours, honestly. It was just we weren't we weren't setting a precedent for how things needed to run. And not that we got lazy, but Emily and I just started running on so many things ourselves Mm -hmm. that like 
we were getting distracted with how to run and operate the team. So we had to, I had to kind of come to a conclusion that we needed something that would be helpful for our team to get a little more organized, to be mm-hmm. a little more clear. And it's been good so far. There's definitely been some hiccups. I I definitely think because it is more complicated that it's been harder for people to come up to speed on it. Yeah, I am one of those people. I adjust, and this is me not being the integrator speaking, I am having a really hard time adjusting to it and really understanding how, like where I need to go quickly to find the information that I'm looking for. And part of that is just because we've used Trello for so long. I know exactly where to go inside of that platform to go find what I need. And so I still pull up Trello before I pull up ClickUp to find like a password or, well, that's typically all I use it for. But I know there is a big piece of like what I could like and what I need to be doing inside ClickUp to like let everyone else know what's going on and dump what I'm even doing in there. But I'm having a hard time currently, like it's still taking me more time to dump stuff there and let other people know what I'm doing than just me doing it. (laughs) And it's that, and I know that I need to get past that because there is light at the other end of the tunnel, but I'm just not there yet. So that's why I truly, truly, if you do not have multiple hands on a project in your team, please don't even go exploring this platform because Trello is so intuitive and it's so easy. And it's, yes, it doesn't do as much as ClickUp, but you do not need those things. I think we so often are like shiny objects and all these cool features, but if you're not utilizing them, then it's just going to cost you more time. Yeah. No, I, for real, I would just keep it simple as long as possible. So the only other thing I wanted to mention in terms of communication was how we keep our team in check on a regular basis. And something we added a couple months ago, and I think has been really helpful, has been a weekly team meeting. And I I hate meetings for the sake of meetings, but this one has been really helpful for everyone. We get a chance to get realigned on what we're trying to accomplish. We go over some numbers to keep us accountable for what we're trying to achieve. And we're able to give some, some guidance on priorities where there may be some lack of vision there from if you were just to look at a project management list of things to do. So we follow, I think it's called the level 10 meeting. Yeah. The level 10 meeting agenda. And it's from traction. Is it not? Mm -hmm. Yep. We follow that pretty much verbatim. We utilize our scorecard to communicate our numbers. We still haven't figured out the best way to update that. We made specific number goals at the beginning of the year and Obviously, things change and things shift. And how do you shift that to be the best reflection of your business? I haven't found a great answer for that. And part of my problem with changing it has been we spent all this time tracking this information. If we suddenly stop tracking it, will I regret not having this information Mm -hmm. six months from now? So I'm still learning too. And that's been in a journey in itself in terms of how to be a better boss and a better communicator, especially now that we have an employee, like, I mean, Emily and I are both employees, but 
it's just different. So once we added on someone else that was full time Mm -hmm. and more involved in the day to day of our business, I had to learn how to be a big girl in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think the big takeaway here is like, you're going to mess it up the first couple of times that you're trying to integrate great communication skills in your business. I can't unfortunately help you so much in the partnership co-founder space as I wish that I could, because a lot of what works for us is just that like, it just works. And that's super annoying to hear. But like, it would be boring for me to walk you through like, well, Abby and I hop on a phone and then we talk about some stuff. And then we like tend to always agree upon the same route. And then we go do that. Um, (laughs) That's pretty much what happens. But I think like, as your team is growing, as your projects are growing, being mindful of how you need to set those boundaries of communication, and then being the person to implement how your team follows. And we even and when I say team, I mean, like, even our contractors that are not technically like part of our team fully, and they have other clients, and they might have their own systems, we require that they use the systems that we use, mostly Slack and or Trello. There have been a couple of contractors that we work with who use Basecamp. And if you've heard me say that before, I hate that platform. And so we will refuse, we refuse to use that platform. And so like, don't be afraid to stick to your guns, but you have to know what those are first, and why you like them, and then actually utilize them. But know that some things are going to work really well. And I mean, this is coming from a duo who used to use wonder list as our only way of like keeping track of our to do's. <laughs> it's um, embarrassing. So like, it's so embarrassing. Evolve. <laughs> you know what? It still happens though, guys, to say I I do want to put a disclaimer out. I used to post it out yesterday for my to-do list. <laughs> exactly. I still, and I try to be better about not putting it on a piece of paper because I notoriously lose pieces of paper slash there becomes piles of them mm-hmm. and then they're no longer useful. But I have been, you know, brain dumping occasionally in my personal Slack channel. So I have my own Slack channel. No one else sees it. I don't even know if Emily knows that I use my own Slack channel. But I keep things in there that I want to be able to reference week to week, but not necessarily things I need a month from now, but things I might need throughout the week. Sometimes you go to bed and you're like laying there and you're like, oh my God, I just remember I need to do this and this and this. And like, you can't fall asleep. I still will go into Slack, write my own list, and then the next day, go cross it off or delete it as I do it. So to say that that kind of stuff is gone is untrue. And like Emily says, sometimes those things don't need to end up being a task you put in your project management system to assign yourself to go do the things. Like sometimes you just need to spend the five minutes and go check this one thing or go pay this bill or whatever. And that's just how it works. Right. Well, I hope this gave you guys some ideas on softwares or tools that you can use books to read. Definitely go read Traction if you have a team or growing team or a couple of people part of your company. And if you just need a place to start, then definitely go check out trelloforbusiness.com. It is literally the thing that changed the trajectory of our business from going from notebooks and wonderless to actually having a plan to reach our goals, it changed everything. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. 
We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.